0: Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories, with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring workday.
1: Meet Mitch Weaver.
2: Hey, that's my shirt! In
1: the game of life, he's losing his shirt. Ah! You're not
3: fit to wear this shirt!
1: Mitch can't hold a job. You're fired. You get a horse and live in the mountains someplace and don't bother anybody. Got a personality like a dead moth. Mitch is no good at relationships. I'm
2: through
4: wasting my life with you.
5: Note to self,
2: making love to blow up dolls, not as good as advertised.
5: Mitch lacks people skills. Hey, that was really funny, sticking
2: the cops on us like that. I thought it was funny, but I'm surprised you guys did because uh, you got
3: your asses kicked.
6: I showed you the thing or two about dirty work
3: But there is one thing Mitch Weaver is good at You are the king of revenge We should open a
2: revenge for hire business I think you boys can help me Okay, settle down, prostitutes You each get $20, and this requires no sex Well, you got a dead hooker in the trunk No, it can't be I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life
7: Lord knows I have
2: don't shoot this! This is not part of the commercial. Is some jerk making your life miserable? You want revenge? Let us do your dirty work. Yeah.
8: Norm McDonald of
2: Saturday Night Live. Hey, I think he's gonna thumb up
9: that dog. Chubby Chase.
3: What happened
4: to your foot?
9: When you owe bookie a lot of money, at least say blows off one of your toes,
4: you still owe the money. Doesn't seem fair to me for anyone too weak to fight back.
2: We're in prison. You know what prisoners do to each other all the time? All right, let's go. You sure you don't want
8: him to? For anyone who's ever landed on the bottom, <sighs> your time has come.
2: You didn't count on my loyal army of prostitutes, did you? Are you ready for some crazy rough sex? <laughs>
7: when I say let's go, you go. Time you shut your cake hole, you go. Hey, hey, movie line. How's that looking, baby?
3: He was supposed to keep driving.
0: Dirty
10: Work.
0: Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to cover the movie Dirty Work from 1998. The studio was MGM. The release date was June 12, 1998. The running time, 82 minutes, and it was rated PG-13, though it was intended to be a rated R film. Many of the dirtier gags were cut out so it could hit the PG thirteen rating. The budget thirteen million and the box office only took in ten million, making it the one hundred and twenty seventh ranked movie of nineteen ninety eight. It fell below Airbutt Golden Receiver.
11: <laughs> Ambassador Hello Movie Theater This is Barry. Hi, this is Ed. Uh how much for one ticket? It's five dollars. Five dollars. Yeah. Yay! That means I could bring a couple of my friends. Yeah. Well, how much is two tickets? Be ten. How much? Ten. Ten.
10: Ten. Yeah. Five dollars.
11: That means I could bring two of my friends. Huh? Well, how much is three tickets? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Yay! That means I could bring two of my friends. Uh, how much is four tickets? That'd be 20. How much? Anybody can count four times but anything, five, or whatever you're going to say that. You'll know what it's going to cost. Say Six what? Ones. Four you, times? Oh, boy, come on now. How much is four? I'm trying to pull my damn leg. I want to know how much of 20. four. 20. 20. Yay! Lady, how much is five tickets? 25, and I don't have time to be on this phone like this. I admit, I... I it's I lost 25. my twenty. Yay! I could bring two of my friends. I, I saw Air Bud. Yeah. Yay! I'm gonna have my birthday party at the theater. Yay! Yeah. Uh, how much? are Six tickets. It's thirty. Yay! I could bring two of my friends. We're gonna go see Air Bud. That's great. Yay! Hey, lady. Uh, I'm not a lady. Do you show Air Bud? No, we don't. Yay! You Joe Airbud! A hey, lady! I'm not a lady! How much are eight tickets? It's 40. 40? Yay! I can bring two of my friends! Yeah, I'm gonna hang up anyway. I'm busy. How much are nine tickets, lady? It's 45, and I'm not a lady. Yay! I can bring two of my Come friends up. to see the Airbud! That's oh. great! Let me check. You got Airbud? no we don't do you have a discount for special people it, there's nobody special here no I'm special that's what my mom says how much for a thousand tickets oh God, 5,000 would be 5, yeah I could bring two of my friends that was great let's talk this off. I, I'm tired of talking this is bullshit you're my friend you yeah, want to go to the movies with me No, I'm not going to movies with you. Yay! You're going to the movies! Yay! I like you, lady! Yay! We're going to the movies!
0: So, critics hated the film, no surprise. Roger Ebert didn't even bother doing a review at the time. Dirty Work now has turned into sort of a cult classic, but I loved it when it was first released and always thought it was underrated as a modern screwball comedy. Also, it's really sad that many of the main players in this film are no longer alive. Bob Saget, Norm Macdonald, Jack Warden, and Chris Farley. And Artie Lang has been close to death many times due to his substance abuse issues, but thankfully is still alive and seemingly doing well as of this recording of this episode in 2023. This would be Chris Farley's final film appearance as he died of a drug overdose six months prior to the release of Dirty Work. Okay, let's get into the main cast. You have Norm Macdonald, who plays Mitch. Now, as a film actor, Macdonald mostly did cameos, with Dirty Work being one of his few starring roles. His best-known work was as a stand-up comedian and on television. He was on Saturday Night Live from 1993 through 98, and was a staple hosting the Weekend Update segment. He also had a very funny sitcom called Norm for three years, which also featured Artie Lang. Macdonald passed away in 2021 at the age of 61 after battling leukemia for nine years. Artie Lang plays Sam. Now, most people would come to discover Artie when he became a full-time member of the Howard Stern radio show after Jackie Martling left in the early 2000s. Artie's larger-than-life humor was a perfect fit for the Stern show, though his aforementioned substance abuse issues eventually led to him leaving the show. Artie's stand-up act is terrific, and I saw him right before he joined the Stern show at a small comedy club in San Francisco, and I got to talk to him briefly before he went on stage. He was super kind and very cool with me and any fan that came up to him, he was just great. And I really wish him the best on staying sober and healthy. The director, Bob Saget. Now, at this point in his career, Saget was best known for his family TV shows like Full House and being the host of America's Funniest Home Videos. However, little did many know that he was a stand-up comic for years prior and his act was hilariously filthy. (laughs) Check out his appearance on the documentary, The Aristocrats, to witness this. Unfortunately, Saget died in 2022 of an accidental death at the age of 65 where he accidentally hit his head and it was blunt head trauma and then he went to sleep and he never woke up. The cast is filled with terrific comedic actors like Jack Warden and Chevy Chase, Don Rickles and Chris Farley. And actress Traylor Howard would be best known for her work on the TV show Monk. Okay, let's get into the making of the film. So normally, I give all sorts of fun tidbits, but this time, we're treated with audio clips from Moore McDonald and Bob Saget promoting Dirty Work at the time of this release. Appearances on David Letterman, Regis and Kathy Lee, Good Morning America, and The Howard Stern Show. So enjoy.
5: And now you have the uh, you have the uh, the dirty work coming out. Yeah. And I saw I saw a lot of the movie this afternoon. I haven't seen the entire movie yeah. because I couldn't we couldn't get a copy. But yeah, I got some of it, so yeah. I looked some of it. Very entertaining. Yeah. A lot of good people in it. Chris Farley. You know, it's very when you see Chris Farley in in this. Yeah. Film, Chris Farley. It's just one of those things. You see that? And and for and for a second, you know, mind plays through for a second. You think, oh, great, it's and then you realize, oh, well, yeah. this probably be his last movie. But he's very. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, obviously, I know he's his last movie. Yeah, it he, will
2: be his last movie. But,
5: he, but he's really funny. He's incredibly funny. I mean, the guy is just, just naturally funny. And uh, he was great. Too. Chevy
2: Chase is in the film as well. Chevy Chase and uh, Don Rickles.
5: Yeah. Oh, he yeah, I great. like Don. Don yeah, was great, great is he? Great. was he
2: fun to hang around with? He him? was really fun. Like, we wrote, like, we just wanted him to insult people in yeah. the movie. <laughs> so we just wrote these insults that I thought sounded like Don Rickles. Yeah. And then he got there and he like insulted the insult. Yeah. He said they were all horrible. So then he just insulted. He just said, "Do whatever you want. Just yeah. insult us." And he was funny. He's especially funny when he insults you and it makes no sense. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he'd come out to me and he'd go, uh, "Let me tell you something. Why don't you go to Alaska and and suck on a green whale?"
5: <laughs> and I go, "What does that mean?" Yeah, pretty good. Uh, and and. I thought this was interesting. You know who directed the movie? Of course, you know you were yeah. in the film. Bob, uh, TV blooper, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Bob TV blooper Saget. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. directed it. Yeah. He, now, just, can he direct? A... No, not at all. Was <laughs> so just a lot of people getting hit with a rake and stuff? Just, like people falling down at weddings and that
2: kind of thing? It was very comfortable with him as a director, though, because, like, he would give me, like, acting notes. He'd go, I think you should do it this way. And then I'd go, I've seen you on that full house. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
10: yeah.
5: So, so you, did, you, you hired him to direct the movie so you'd have somebody to push around? Is that
10: what <laughs>
5: <laughs> No, he actually is very, very... Funny. Yeah, he's a nice, kind of smart guy. Don't kid yourself. He's a smart guy. No, he's a smart guy, wealthy. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, for <laughs> for several years, he had two shows, two yes. big, popular, hot shows on ABC News. Exactly, the yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. And yeah, they hold no benefits for this guy. No. Yeah. Um, Talk about this new, new movie called Dirty Work. Dirty Work. Yeah, Somebody's got to do it. I've read yeah. the synopsis of it. It yeah. sounds
7: like a lot of fun. Two guys who just can't seem to get it together, right? Yeah, we
2: can't get it together, so. We the only thing we're good at is getting back at people. Yeah. So we open a revenge for hire business.
10: Uh huh. Yeah. I
2: like this. Yes. Yeah, this is good. So if you need revenge, you see, you'd come to me, and I'd figure out a revenge. Let's suppose there was somebody that uh, was getting, you know, was a mean, you know, then you treating
7: were. you unfairly. Exactly. Well, I would come to you and say, I want revenge. Yes, and I'd
2: figure out a way to get you revenge. Well,
7: you do this in the movie to uh, to Don Rickles, don't you? Yeah, Don Rickles was great. Well, what did he do to deserve some revenge? <laughs> he was just Don Rickles. Was,
10: what I love
12: is that I read that you wrote insults for him. He didn't like him at all. He wrote his own insults. Yeah, he just
2: did. We just said, do whatever you want. Yeah, you can't. he just insulted us. And it was great because uh, he, uh, it's funny when he insults you and it makes no sense. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, you'll just to you and go, Listen, uh, why don't you go to why don't you go to Alaska and live in a shed with a rake?
12: <laughs> <laughs> and you go, what is that? You're <laughs> talking to the right person.
10: He E he <laughs> uh, great. It oh yeah. God. So
5: you like acting, huh? So this
7: could be the beginning of a whole new career for you. Yeah. Just like Chevy, left Saturday Night Live, went out to Hollywood, became big
5: movie right. star.
2: Well acting is tough. I mean, uh, one of the toughest things is you don't have your own name. Like, my name's Norm, yeah. as you well know. Sure. And uh, my character's name in the movie was Mitch. You see? Uh-huh. So in the scenes, like, a guy would say to me, uh, would say, uh, uh, hey, we better get going, Mitch. And I go, huh? <laughs> and then they go, cut, cut, yeah, right. you know? You're not used to this. Right. So then the next time they go, uh, uh, yeah, uh, let's get going, man. We got to get going, Mitch. And I go, yes,
12: yes, <laughs> me, <laughs> Mitch. I, let's get
2: going. I'm Mitch. And then they go, cut. Uh,
12: and Bob Saget directed this. Right? Yeah,
2: well, you know, there's bad news and everything.
7: <laughs> How is young Saget? On? Is he still
2: here?
12: Bob Bob Saget. Yes, you do. Yes, you do.
10: over Nice. Yeah.
2: Guys, nice to see you right. two you guys Bob? making this movie. Well, Bob's, Bob's a great man. Bob's a great man. And a
13: good woman. We've been <laughs> together for a while. <laughs> and now
2: he's a big movie director. He's a
13: big movie director. If, if, it's, a, a, if it's a big movie. Tell him uh, tell, tell <laughs> what Rickles uh, said to you when he first met you about what Scorsese. Oh, Rickles uh, actually said, uh, Bob, you're very, very tall. You're very tall. Martin, Martin's very short. Very short man. That was it. <laughs>
2: no, <my, laughs> no <laughs> man. Scorsese. Scorsese made
13: when he first heard he said I'll do it,
2: I don't remember he said uh, you know Rickles meets him and he goes you know, cause he did uh, ca- uh, g- uh, ca- casino with the uh, yeah, Scorsese sure. and he goes uh, I just talked to Martin and I told him uh,
13: you were my next director and he went
10: ah! oh, that's <laughs>
13: He left me a message. He called me at my office and he said, uh, I don't understand. He left these messages. He said, I hit two in pound and I hit three in pound. I don't know how your Jew spaceship works. He says, call me, Saget. I miss you. Don Rickles. It's very funny.
7: How is he as an actor? Uh, He's really good. Uh, Yeah?
10: He is.
13: Yeah. I think the man is incredibly talented. I'm not just saying that because we have a movie opening on June 12th. (laughs) No, he's really he's he's in full commitment. He says he wouldn't answer, you know, the name Mitch, but he did. Hey, uh, Not to me, but to... <laughs> point. Well, you gave it
12: hundred
7: percent, huh? Can like, yeah. this guy become a romantic leading man in the movies?
13: Yeah, he turns me on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think I, I all kidding aside, I've talked to a lot of uh, ladies, well, lot a lot of ladies, and they all say they find this man very sexy, and they. think... <laughs>
7: They like, they love his eyes, eyes. Beautiful eyes. Oh, your beautiful eyes! They
12: twinkle. <laughs> and he's got those Tom Selleck dimple things happening. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That. This is the new Tom yeah. Selleck, absolutely. He's got the little wavy hair thing happening. Yeah. yeah. I think you're getting to Kathy Lee. <laughs> oh
7: yeah, baby. All right, so it opens on June twelfth. June twelfth.
10: Right? All right. Hi, yeah.
12: They say revenge is sweet. Bob Saget and Norm Macdonald are hoping it is also funny. Saget makes his feature film directorial debut. McDonald his writing and starring debut in Dirty Work. Basically, two guys who've never done this job before. It's an irreverent comedy that proves getting even can lead to odd situations.
4: They're nice cars. These are luxury automobiles. I got a whole place. And they're fully loaded.
10: They're
4: loaded with dead hookers. Somebody Seeing things. Don't shoot this. This is not part of the commercial. Is some jerk making your life miserable. You want revenge?
12: Call 5550187. Let us do your dirty work. Sort of like Ghostbusters.
13: Yeah, a little bit, but there's no ghost. <laughs> Just hookers and trunks.
12: Hookers and trunks. This is
13: good programming in the morning for your family.
12: You, you, you've never done this before. You've never done this before. Nervous at all?
13: hookers and trunks or you mean the
2: big, movie thing? Big
12: funny directorial debut, comedy, you, starring role, Yeah. a lot of pressure.
2: Yeah, I'm nervous. No, but, you're not. No, I'm not because I uh, take the Xanax. <laughs> Three,
13: four cases a week,
2: isn't
12: it?
13: No, I like it. I sell them. it to him.
12: Do you? No. Tell me about the movie.
13: Actually, he's a very, very funny man. Funny. The movie? Oh, I'm sorry, I got crazy. I, just, I was reading that.
11: <laughs> he,
13: Uh, The movie is uh, two guys that uh, start a revenge-for-hire business because one of their dads, Jack Warden, needs a heart transplant. He's my
2: dad too. He's both of our dads.
13: You can't say that though. That's secret information.
2: Oh yeah, that's the big plot
13: twist. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So we give that away later. Let me tell you how The Exorcist ends now. Simon's of the Lambs. They kill that guy. Um.
12: Revenge? What do you know from revenge? Do you have any experience in your own life with revenge?
2: Revenge? Yeah, I always like think up uh, revenge is to get back at guys, like if they, if they screw me over, if they do something mean, you know? Really? Well, all the time. Like this one guy, man, he would always. what's that? What do you got there?
12: Little article about you and a little feud with another network.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. There's this character over on the NBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The,
12: yeah,
2: he's the president and he hates me.
12: Uh, and, and, you know, you and, know and, and
2: why? He, why? Does he, he... he doesn't think I'm funny.
12: <laughs> Sorry, I, should, I shouldn't be laughing if you're not funny.
2: Uh, no,
13: yeah, I, I am funny. Yeah. very funny. I think he just doesn't know you. He's a jackass. <laughs> What about dirty work, though?
12: What about dirty work? I have hair? that? Yes, Jeez, of that yes. That's
13: a good yeah, thing.
2: Dirty work is what What about it? it's funny, don't you <laughs> is think? Is it
12: funny? Have you have you ever done any revenge little tricks? Do little pranks to people to sort of get even? When
2: I was a little kid, I did this thing where I would phone uh, people at random. Me and my brother, and uh, we go, we go. Uh, Hello? Uh, We pretend to be all scary and we go, My my mummy gave this number to call you in case there's an emergency. There's someone at the door trying to get in. There's someone at the door.
12: (gasps) That's terrible.
2: Yeah, it was funny
13: though. (laughs) He did something to me two days ago. I was driving. One of the uh, stars of the movie, Artie Lang, is very excited about everything that's going on with this movie. And he got a brand new Cadillac, beautiful black Cadillac. We went golfing. We played three holes, then went to the snack bar, and then we played two more later. And so, already we're driving back, and I plowed into a manhole, and I flatted out his tire in the bottom of the with car, his like new caddy. with his brand yeah. new Caddy. He's like cracking up. So, the, what, what current uh, kind of practical joke? So thing. this
2: crazy Mexican tow truck driver comes, you know, to fix our uh, uh, his car, and so then I tell Sag, and I go, "Hey, man, that guy wants your autograph, you know, for his kid." For his kid so then the guy like fixes our car and then sag it like a jackass he comes up afterwards and he goes yeah i'll sign anything
13: for you and the guy goes no I cash <laughs> he said, i said you want, you want an autograph he says no fifty dollars and then he and Artie are like on the ground because i was like you want my autograph for your kid right and he goes no
12: did, 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 was, this it was, very movie, was this movie fun to make? I mean, was it is it is it more fun to make comedies than to make uh, dramas? Because you've made dramas before.
2: I made a drama about his sister died of a bad disease.
12: Right. I mean, you've I mean, you've done the other thing. Is this a? Is it a <laughs> whole... You know,
13: it's interesting that you told us both. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I'd done it till now.
12: But you've also done some other directing as well. Yeah, I mean this... A lot of people don't know. You started back in college doing directing projects and. Right.
13: Um, but. This thing, you know, is comedy is uh, a collaborative thing, and 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 Norm and uh, the the writers. Norm wrote it with Frank Sebastiano and Fred Wolf and our producer Bob Simons. Everybody was working together to get the funniest stuff that we could get out of it. And Norm, it's Norm's sensibilities a lot of it, and it's really uh, because of that. I fell in <laughs> I the don't know scary. what he's
2: talking about, but we got funny people the in of it.
13: California.
2: We got uh, uh, you know great, the great Don Rickles, Chevy Chase, Chris Farley all the funniest guys i know are in the movie so what makes it yeah you know. uh,
12: are, are you uh, are you happy to be doing movies and not tv anymore
2: no i love tv the best do you? Yeah. maybe one day i could fill in for spencer christian if he's over in atlantic city or do
12: something. you think <laughs> he always is you know
2: i know i saw him there once when... <laughs> you? Yeah.
12: did she a, lose?
2: he had a feverish look on his face
12: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> norm mcdonald and bob saget we're done best of luck with dirty work yeah.
2: Thanks, Lisa. You and Kevin are great, man. <laughs> Thank
12: Seriously. you for saying
9: it. I guess when we did Dirty Work, I was more the guy that wanted to be liked. And that ain't the club you do it with. You know, you don't have, <laughs> you know, Frank Sebastiano and Fred Wolf. It, it, it ain't social. It's making the best movie you can make. Right. And that, that movie was, you know, people that love it have to know that writing good comedy is hell you know it's yeah. it's really hard work and yeah that's why i think the movie resonated right now i'm trying we'll see what happens i'm trying to make the r-rated cut for norm you know right to do that because seven minutes are missing so uh oh that no kidding yeah remember you guys had uh oh i can't give it away if it comes out
10: <laughs> well the it don- involves donuts the donut the donuts, scene. donuts yeah, yeah. Right, exactly And there's
9: more there's more than that but uh you know the prison scene's a little bit different.
3: Yeah, yeah, and the, the, well, I, I can say what it is. The prison scene, Norm, uh, Norm gets fucked in the ass, and uh...
9: as it ha- as you do in prison.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've been there. No one, no one always gets fucked in the ass. Believe me. That would be a hard, I'd be a hard date to deal with if that happened.
9: Well, but, for you, it's like looking for Waldo once they get in there.
10: <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah
3: anyway, you know, uh Norm Norm says after he gets fucked in the ass, you know what you know what hurts the most is the lack of respect. That's what hurts the most. But the other thing hurts the most, the anal rape.
9: Right. And that, that we <laughs> That got cut at- out but we used a wide shot and amazing that it worked that and the, and the other thing right and I had Norm loop it and he went god did i looks like i said that so he <laughs> didn't you, you said anal rape norm um, and so hopefully we'll put anal rape back in where it belongs in your yeah. new work <laughs>
3: <laughs> anal rape belongs no no further than your friendly uh,
8: podcast and your friendly movie makers <laughs> The new movie with Norm Macdonald. Norm wrote this movie. What is this with, movie with, uh, about? He wrote it with Frank Sebastiano and Fred Wolf. Right, you know Frank. Yeah, did Frank uh, was in here. In fact, him. Frank wrote some bits with us. When, right, okay, yes. Frank's yeah. a funny man. Frank's very funny. Yeah. Frank used to write the all the Weekend Update stuff for right. Norm on uh, right. Saturday Night Live.
1: So now, what is this movie about?
13: This is two guys, Norm and Artie Lang, who's been in here also, right. and, uh, who go into the revenge business because uh, Jack Warden is Artie Lang's dad. He needs a heart transplant. Right. It costs 50
8: grand, and Chevy Chase is a doctor. who's. Gonna yeah, Norm a- idolizes Chevy, you know is why? That right? Why? Chevy's funny in the movie. Because, because he did the original yeah. Weekend Update? No. No. That's the obvious answer. <laughs> <laughs> he idolizes him because and this is a good reason. He says the thing he loved about Chevy Chase was when he used to do the Gerald Ford impression.
1: Yeah.
8: Chevy would never even try to do the impression. He would just be Chevy Chase.
1: And and just yes. fall down. Yes. And that I agree. was Gerald. Ford. Yeah. I agree. And Norm and that, thought that
8: was hysterical. Did you think
1: that was
13: funny yeah, when you used to Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. I really did. I, that's, we thought he was, you know, he's funny.
8: Yeah. So you put him in the movie. Yeah. So they put a lot of he people was, like. Well, they were
13: nice to do it too. I mean, it was like Chevy and Chris Farley and uh, right. and uh, Chris McDonald and uh, Artie Lang and Trailer Howard's in it, and
8: uh, Don Rickles did a bit. Don was fun to be. Yeah, he's cool. They're There's funny. a bunch of guys who, um, who the, the premise is a bunch of guys who, they screw people over to for s- revenge. They screw people over. So they open a, oh. reve- it's a revenge. It's revenge business. Ooh, you like hire this. them and you get revenge.
10: Okay. It's yeah. a funny premise. Yeah. yeah.
8: And then, uh, Norm's very funny. And How'd you get funny? the job yeah. directing that? It's mean, yeah. a
13: good question. A lot of people, I, I read stuff and it's like people are just dying to like trash me. Right. Yeah,
9: the video guy.
13: Yeah,
8: well, no, you're a real funny stand up comic, too. People don't yeah. know that. And, and, and actually, Bob was real dirty as a stand up comic. Yeah, I
13: still am. I'm like yeah. filthier right now. I've been going, I've been doing stand up and I don't know where I can do it because all I want to do is curse and fall down because I've been on 8 o'clock television somewhere. Yeah, right. People comic. think you're like this. I, had, I like would have been shocked.
8: Yeah.
10: I would have been no, shocked. No, that's what I'm like, though. <laughs> no,
13: he's real filthy. And I was even filthy while I would do the shows. I'd get on stage and curse and stuff and people's hair with <laughs> like <laughs> 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 yeah children of the corn their eyes would roll back. Wow.
6: <laughs> you know, like
8: hey who's this guy <laughs> it's
10: Michelle's daddy right
8: though. so it's got to be weird too now now you got to make up all that money you lost
10: <laughs> but you know, it's gonna be weird. I gotta, I gotta he gotta has
8: work. had
12: a tough life. He had to work with those twins.
1: Oh, oh no!
8: way <laughs> to Oh please! To how way are they? Gr- suck, have you seen yeah. them recently? No, I haven't. Are they they're getting, getting good looking? New show. Like are they still good looking? Or they're getting
12: minutes. cuter? Do you yeah. think
8: those kids are gonna grow up to be good looking? <laughs> or Are they <laughs> gonna be little yeah. trolls?
12: Let no, me ask a question. They why probably why you, won't grow very tall. How
13: serious? kidding aside. How would you like it if somebody went to you? Hey, how your kids doing, Howard? Oh, you see, look now, is the middle one still ugly? I don't know. No, my
8: my my kids are actually really all good looking and really super smart. But he's saying? What if somebody said that to you? And I'm. So
13: lucky. My kids, the noses haven't come in
8: yet. Yeah. They, they, All three of my daughters have nice noses. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, you're not kidding. Oh.
13: Sam was a friend of mine. That's what that my cousin. He was a good
8: friend. Oh, Sam Kinnison. Yeah, yeah we yeah, were a great the First
13: guy. HBO special that uh, we were both on. Man, he was great. Yeah, he was a funny man. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. He was nice. I wish he was alive
8: so I could take him over and meet my kids. Yeah, he'd be a good influence. Actually, Sam came over to my house and partied with my kids a few times. <laughs> my kids were so afraid of Sam Kinnison. He
1: was at your house?
8: Yeah. Oh, my God. Sam was doing a show one time at Westbury Music Fair along. Uh, Island. and I said Sam why don't you come over for dinner he was,
1: I remember this now he was with Malika and whatever her his name his
8: two was. girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> who's was having menage to two sisters you know <laughs>
0: what was it Malika and Sabrina
8: yeah <laughs> and I said why don't you come over for dinner you know you probably never get a good dinner of course he doesn't. He's always coked he, he up. He didn't need food. He didn't. <laughs> I don't even know how he was fat. Do you have any water? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm on heart medication. <laughs> so uh, he comes over to my house, and my kids took one look at him and they disappeared. I they bet ran so. out of the room. They ran. It was like Satan had entered the home. And I'm pretty scary looking.
13: I just want to know why funny people always die. Nice, funny people. And I know. the ones that, you know, the bitter, mean, non funny people are just walking around till they're 90.
8: Yeah, I know what you mean.
13: That's not fair. You're not kidding. So anyway, so, so this uh, dirty work, I, th- I want to thank you for your support for it you've yes. been really really uh, well
8: i'm a big fan i think norm mcdonald first of all they're not letting norm advertise his movie on, on NBC, nbc which is totally outrageous but the
13: meanwhile the press doesn't hurt because it's kind of geared to the movie i mean yeah. it's about guys getting back at you know bureaucracy
0: yeah, yeah i uh, said
12: you know maybe you ought to thank don olmeyer
0: <laughs> right <laughs> maybe he's doing something good yeah. who knows Okay, let's get into the film. So it opens, and we are introduced to the main characters of the film, Mitch Weaver, who is voiced by Norm MacDonald, and then we get Mitch's life history in about five minutes.
10: over the milk money, Weaver.
3: I'm afraid I can't do that, Derek. I'm just not sure you'll spend it on milk.
2: That's me, Mitch Weaver. That's Sam, my lifelong best friend. I never had a dad growing up, so Sam's dad, Pops, tried to fill in a little. He was a boxer, real tough
4: guy. Most important thing to remember in life, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, don't take no crap from nobody.
2: Never liked the guy, but he was right about not taking crap.
4: Wow, my dad sure is great! Hey, do you know where he hides his guns?
2: Don't worry. We just planted the guns in the bully's desk so he'd get in trouble.
0: What's it wasn't me!
4: Let me go! They weren't mine!
2: We always did stuff like that to get back to people and mess with us. Like, there was this crossing guard who used to grab all the kids' asses. Back then, people weren't on the lookout for that kind of thing. The only way to nail a guy like that was to catch him red-handed. That's where the super glue came in.
10: Hey, look, everybody! Crossing guard grabbing eight-year-old's ass over here! Look, everybody! Look! Crossing guard grabbing eight-year-old's ass over here!
2: And we really got back at this hornery babysitter we didn't like. After all these years, picture still makes me horny. I mean, wistful. It, it makes me wistful. When I was 16, the saddest event of my life occurred. My mom died. Everyone did their best to console me, particularly Aunt Jenny. It wasn't easy, because I'm not comfortable expressing my, what do you call them, uh, emotions? Anyways, I learned to express myself in other ways. I started making little notes to myself. Note to self. Remember, Aunt Jenny. Your aunt.
10: Then there was this
2: character we had to deal with. She thought, just because she was a meter maid, that she had the right to go around giving everybody parking tickets. That's where the popcorn came in handy. In high school, I still didn't take crap from anyone, man or beast. Like this Doberman would always chase us. So we borrowed my cousin's huge German Shepherd who also happens to be gay. Taught that Doberman some humility. Boy, those were the days. But then something happened. I grew up. Okay, 132 Highfield Avenue in three minutes. I can make it, I can make it. Oh no,
10: oh no.
5: Hi there. So 30 minutes are free,
3: right? And you took 32 minutes? So close and yet
4: so far.
2: Give me a break, pal. That free pizza comes out of my paycheck. Well, that doesn't seem fair, does it? So then the guy says, if you want the money for this pizza, you tell Aldo and the rest of those sweaty Italian fruits to come down here and get it from me themselves. Oh, and also, uh, he started saying all these nasty things about that Mussolini character. Mitch, the guy called. I know you didn't make it on time. Ah, look, Aldo, none of the other pizza places have the 30-minute thing anymore. Can't we drop it, too? Oh, you think we should drop the 30-minute guarantee? Yeah. You think Aldo's should be just like all the others? Mitch Weaver, you're not
3: fit to wear this shirt!
2: That's my Canadian's jersey. When you, say, you have anything in a ten and a half wide? Tony Ann, what are you doing?
12: I've had it. Uncle Aldo called. He told me he fired you. That's your 14th job in the past three months. I can't take it anymore.
2: Hey, honey, I understand you're upset. Uh, hey, maybe you'd feel better after we have some dirty sex.
4: life with you goodbye
2: what about the rest of my stuff
4: your stuff there is no your stuff I have paid for everything in this apartment
2: hey wait a minute that's not true I paid for the popcorn machine
0: (laughs) (laughs) with that intro this is all the comedic vibe you'll get for the rest of the film. Mitch's clothes and meager belongings were all over the street after his girlfriend kicked him out of the apartment. Mitch's best friend Sam, played by Artie Lang, comes by to cheer up Mitch. And Sam's father, Pops, is played by the great Jack Warden.
7: What's up, Fruity? Hey,
3: Aspe. about hey, to look at this popcorn machine. I'm guessing she tossed you out for good, huh? Yep. I passed your car back there. Pretty nasty flat, but I think I could fix it.
2: Thanks, Sam. Listen, I was wondering, uh, could I crash with you and your dad for a while?
3: No, I'm gonna turn away my best friend, so he's gotta go sleep in his car. Come on. Hey,
2: hey, that's my shirt. Hey, you're wearing my shirt. Ah! Here, here you go. Oh, no, no. No, that's all right. I was uh, talking to somebody else that's different than you.
0: <laughs> so, that last gag was all visual, as the guy with Mitch's shirt has a thick layer of body hair all over. Mitch and Sam go outside of the house to visit with Pops, who really is an ornery son of a bitch.
3: Listen, uh, I'll, I'll be right back, all right? Yeah, yeah. Mitch, could you do me a favor? Could you stay with him for a while?
2: What's the matter? Sam, you know how I feel about your father. I'm uncomfortable around him. I mean, he's hes kind of, I don't know, creepy. You know, he's
3: creeps the hell out of me, to tell you the truth. Yeah, well, he likes you. Yeah, just look, well, I gotta go call somebody to borrow a jack, all right? So just stay with him for a
7: while. All right.
2: You feeling okay, Mr. McKenna?
7: Oh, hey, don't worry about me. You know, I just want to thank you for uh, spending a little time with me, you know? Oh, well, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also want to say I'm sorry. Sorry for what? Well, for being a, uh, a creepy old man. I apologize, you right bastard. You say those things about me us. Oh, let go! Get out of here, Sam! Hey, Get the go! hell out of let's here! Go! I'll kill this let bastard! Go! I can still let hear you, know, no matter oh, how God, creepy I switch, look.
2: Alright, take him.
0: <laughs> Jack Warden is so good in whatever role he's in. I highly recommend checking out the film Used Cars if you want another example of his comedic brilliance. I did do an episode on that film. So that night, Mitch and Sam head out to their local bar to forget about things, and we get one of the funniest scenes in the film, thanks to the late, great Chris Farley.
2: Everything's just falling apart. Sam, you remember how things were when we were young? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was. I mean, I felt good about myself back then, you know? If somebody messed with me, no problem. I didn't take crap from anybody. Now I'm in my 30s, I can't hold a job, I go out with women I don't even like. And worst of all, I take crap from absolutely everybody. Yeah, well, things could be worse, you know. I could have got my nose bit off by a Saigon whore! You bastard! Hey, I'm just messing with you, Jimmy. I saw you down there. Hey, Mazzetti, get Jimmy a beer on me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry.
3: Wow, look at her.
2: Yeah, she's all yours, buddy. Go get her.
3: Hi, how you doing? I'm Sam, Sam McKenna. I live with my dad.
5: Well, it appears Travis Cole has bailed out the city once again. Coming up with the necessary funding to save the Chelsea Opera House. How could a man in my position
6: not step into his civic duty? That opera house is part of this city's heritage. So heck yes, I'm gonna keep it up and running. I love this city. And as we all know, I love opera. Right, Schminkie?
2: Well, A guy like Travis Cole has a great life.
7: Why, just because he's rich?
2: No, because he doesn't take crap from anybody. There's two kinds of people in this world, those who get stomped on and those who do the stomping.
14: (laughs) Where'd you come up with that theory?
2: That famous guy said it. What's his name? Uh, Oh, yeah, Jesus.
9: (laughs) Hi, I'm Mitch.
14: (laughs) Hello, Mitch.
3: Maybe later you'll drop by the house. You know, check out the hot tub. Hey, pal, beat it. Why don't you beat it? The lady obviously isn't interested in you, jerk-off, so just get lost! Maybe we should let the lady decide. I think you should fight it out. Good idea. Great idea. Brilliant idea. I love the idea. Terry, Jack, Mike.
2: Oh,
1: no.
3: My dumb friend needs me. I gotta go. Well, Mitch, looks like we got ourselves a fight, huh? Great, it's fighting time. Can I be on their side?
11: Looks like there's gonna be a brawl. You playing something good? Hell yeah!
4: Rolling Stones, street fighting man, G7! You just hit G8. If you like pina coladas, then get Bring it on! Out! Out oh.
2: oh. Hey, how come you get a pool cue?
4: Yes, do right like the,
10: the Mike's grab Bite him! Bite, in the in
2: the Bite, to to <laughs> Bite him in the nose! the love that you've looked for. to Note to self.
3: Learn to fight. Bite him in the
0: nose! Farley always cracks me up. And the slow burn reveal when we first see his nose that has the tip missing, it's just priceless. So the ongoing joke of the film is that Mitch literally gets thrown out of everywhere he goes, this time through the large window of the bar. Mitch and Sam decide to get even with the frat guys who they got into the fight with at the bar. They do this by dressing up as police officers.
3: Mitch, I just want to go over there and rip their heads off, every one of them.
2: Yeah, yeah, that would probably work too, since they're so tired from uh, beating us mercilessly. But uh, since we rented the cop uniforms, let's just try it my way, all right? Hey, dude, what's up? Yo, Neil, is that you? Yeah, yeah, it's me.
3: Neil. Hey, it's Jason, man. We just got back from laying a beating on these guys. I mean, we messed them up good. Listen, and the whole time this guy's just lying there, crying like a little girl. Uh, wait, I'll get Terry. No, don't get Terry. I mean,.
2: I mean, uh, look, the reason I'm calling is this, there's all these guys going around to the different frat houses pretending to be cops, but they're not real cops, they're fake cops, they just robbed a bunch of stuff from the Delta Psi house, so don't be fooled, okay? Sure thing, dude, thanks for calling. Okay, no problem there, dude, now uh, you go back to doing something latently homoerotic, alright? Hello, real cops? Yes, I'd like to register a complaint. All right, fellas, I get a little complaint about the noise. Whatever you say, officer.
4: What's it about? We need backup. Yeah. Oh, come
3: on. OK, we'll take care of these two. Thanks, boy. You got it. Hey, frat sisters, remember us?
10: I'll
2: I'll take this one.
0: I'll take the next one. Alright, man. So Mitch feels great about his revenge scheme on the frat guys, but he and Sam's elation is short lived when Pops has a heart attack and he's rushed to the hospital. While Sam goes to look for the doctor, Mitch stays with Pops, and Pops reveals that he's Mitch's father like only he can put it. Besides, back then, they
7: they didn't have these fancy birth control methods, (laughs) like
0: pulling out. (laughs) So Pops pleads with Mitch not to tell Sam, as Pops thinks it will upset Sam. Mitch doesn't agree and says he's going to tell him, but doesn't do it. Instead, they meet with Dr. Farthing, played by Chevy Chase, who acts just like Chevy Chase. Let me ask
9: you, are you a betting man? Uh, I don't know, sure. Well, if someone were taking bets on your father's bout with death, uh, I'd bet everything I own uh, on death. It's a good bet, the odds are he'll probably die. Couldn't you have prepared him a little for that?
3: Oh, well, I kind of thought I
9: did with that uh, whole
3: betting analogy. Look, what is wrong with my dad? Hmm?
9: I know there's really nobody to blame for this but myself. Well, I don't know, maybe the Buffalo Bills, the Boston Red Sox, or Mr. T, or, or the Jets. Wait a minute, Mr. T, are you telling
2: me that you bet on the fight in Rocky three and that you bet against Rocky? I'm telling it's
1: 2020, my friend.
0: <laughs> Never bet against Rocky, come on. So Pops' doctor has a major gambling problem and needs the boys to come up with some quick cash to fund Pops' heart transplant, that being $50,000. And Dr. Farthing will bump up Pops' name onto the transplant list. Mitch and Sam decide to try to find a way for some quick cash, but first it's time for Sam to moon a line of people waiting to get into a movie.
2: Would you just look at the help wanted section? Hang on, I'm looking at the buy and sell ads. Maybe we can sell something. Just look for a job. All right, all
3: right.
2: Hey, hey, movie line coming up.
10: Uh-oh.
3: He was supposed to keep driving.
0: They quickly get fired from a construction job during the training after lying on the resumes. So it's time to do some food taste testing instead.
2: Hey, Aspite, uh, are you sure this is such a
3: good idea? Hell yeah, it's 50 bucks for eating brownies.
13: They are safe, but there is a chance of some side effects, including mild itching, nausea, chills, hallucinations, and rashes. It's a good.
5: It's a good.
3: Hey, I think I feel a slight itch. No, maybe not. Could be my imagination.
4: We eat the pig and then together we burn. Burn.
11: What you talking about,
7: Satan? Come with me! You belong with me!
10: Burn!
3: Burn! Ah, the hell with that job. Who wants to be itchy anyway, huh? (laughs)
0: So, the devil in Mitch's temporary hallucination spell was none other than Adam Sandler. And the Satan role was originally offered to Howard Stern. And the guy sitting next to Mitch is Gary Coleman. (laughs) Next is yet another memorable scene as the boys get jobs at a movie theater as ushers. And their boss is played by the comic legend Don Rickles. And Rickles acts just like Rickles.
1: (laughs) Gentlemen. Members of the national office are coming here tonight for their annual inspection of this theater. Right now, I'm going to explain to you my managing style for the benefit of the new guys. (laughs) So there you are, tubby. Ah, you look like a
5: bucket of lard on a bad day.
1: You, baby gorilla, why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? Got a call yesterday from Baskin Robbins. They said, that they're down to only five flavors.
7: You're swelling up as I talk to you. Look at you, how's this, how's it doing? <laughs> Hello, ice cream, having a good time? <laughs> Running around?
1: <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because I called your friend a fat pig, huh? You think that's funny?
2: Oh no, I was just laughing uh, earlier when you we were talking to his belly.
1: But you get a horse and live in the mountains someplace and don't bother anybody? Got a personality like a dead moth. Okay, the fun's over. Anybody messes this thing up for me tonight is through. Not only are you fired, your life is over. I'll see to it that you never work again and that you wind up tearing tickets off in Kuwait. mala, kalamala, and everybody's sucking sand. Nobody messes up, you understand me? Don't mess up.
2: That guy's gonna be our boss? Man, after a speech like that, how does he expect us not to screw him over?
8: Yeah. Every one of us said the exact same thing our first day working for Hamilton, only nobody ever does anything.
2: Well, trust me, this isn't just talk. Nobody screws me over like that.
8: Yeah, me neither. Hey, I can't help you, because I need this job. But if you really screw over Hamilton, I'll give you 10 bucks. Mark me down for 20. Mm
7: -hmm. Mr. Witherspoon. Class operation, Hamilton. Good job. Thank you, sir. Let me get you some refreshments.
2: Okay, we're all set. One. Two, three, look away!
4: Look, an alien.
13: Yeah, we better have sex with each other.
2: Note to sell. Sam just looked at the screen.
3: No, I didn't. I was just making sure that the real had the...
5: Hey, this alien looks just like a hot guy. You're right, we better have sex with him. Give me that. Took you long enough, you dummy.
8: Hamilton, you're through. Dude, that was amazing. You should do that stuff for a living.
0: So, Rickles was so great and none of it was in the script. Rickles just riffed on Artie and Norm because he did that with everyone. You know, like, you baby gorilla. <laughs> so, after getting paid by the theater workers for getting their boss fired, Mitch decides to open a revenge for hire business. So, the next day, the guys lease out an office for their business and Mitch runs into the woman he met briefly at the bar before that brawl began. Her name is Kathy, played by Trailer Howard. And she works as an accountant at a used car lot. Unfortunately, Kathy's boss is a real jerk, and Mitch just decides to impress her by getting some revenge on the boss. So while the owner of the dealership, played by David Kochner, is filming a live commercial, Mitch and Sam work their magic.
1: And in five, four, three, two.
4: Hello everyone, I'm Anton Phillips, president of Phillips Motors. We'll return in a moment to the Channel 11 movie matinee, but I'm right here with you live show you a great batch of luxury automobiles like this one-year-old Cadillac DeVille. Priced right at $36,000. Fully loaded. V8 engine. Standard. Shock resistant CD player. Standard.
2: Hey, the trunk uh, looks kind of small there,
4: Anton. This is live. I'm on live teeth. Trunk's fine. As you can see, friend, it's not small. It's a big trunk. I'll show you right here. Well, oh, you got a dead
2: hooker in the trunk. What? No, it can't be. Yes, it was. It was a dead hooker. It wasn't a dead hooker! Hal, I know a dead hooker when I see one.
4: What's happening?
2: Hey, folks, yeah, come on. Hey, down. hey, here's another we dead hooker it. in this yeah. trunk. What? Oh, no. my goodness. What are you doing? I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life.
7: Lord knows I have. I can remember a
11: time. Hey, when... look, there's Mitch on TV.
7: Oh, yeah. There's Mitch. And there's the Saigon whore that
4: bit my nose off! These are nice cars. These are luxury automobiles. I got a whole place. They're fully loaded. They're loaded with dead hookers. Nothing either. You're seeing things.
2: Don't shoot this! This is not part of the commercial! Is some jerk making your life miserable? You want revenge? Call 555-0187 let us do your dirty work.
12: And we're clear.
7: Wake up, slut! Well, well, well. We meet again. Nosebiter! Time to pay the fiddler, whore! <laughs>
10: that
7: was great,
3: man. Let's get out of here. <sighs>
0: The, the tone in Chris Farley's voice is so good. It, it just makes me laugh every time. Unfortunately for Mitch, because of the stunt, the owner of the dealership had to close. And now Kathy is out of a job, and she frankly not very happy with Mitch. But Mitch can't worry about romance for now and still needs to raise enough cash for Pops. Next, it's a job at a carnival, specifically the bearded lady, played by Rebecca Romaine Stamos.
14: This woman who works here, Heather, she's an abusive drunk, calls me names, hits me. You're classic dwarf hater. Here she comes.
10: Move we'll over, short stuff. Hey, baby.
1: You ever had a chick with a beard before?
2: <laughs> I can't say that I have their bearded broad.
1: Well, then, sugar, you haven't lived.
2: Note to self, I don't want to live.
1: In my trailer, honey. If you want it, come and get it.
3: Ah! Does that go for me too?
11: Ugh. Ah, so you think you can help me?
2: Yeah, we can help you.
0: So yep, they shaved her beard off, and next the guys help out a client who lives next door to a noisy neighbor, but they get more than they bargained for.
11: I mean, they drive around in their Porsche to 90 miles an hour, right where my kids play, blasting their music, and they have these loud, wild parties that are still going on when I get up for work. That sounds awful.
3: It's unbearable.
11: It's unbearable to live next door
2: to that house. Well then we'll make it unbearable to live in that house. This ought to do the trick. Oh,
7: Mitch, this
3: is brutal. We hide these fish all over the house and they'll stink
2: for days. Okay, let's go.
3: Yeah,
6: yeah.
2: Let's go. You want it? Check it out.
4: Looks good. What's the problem? Smells like fish in here.
2: What is that? What was that? Some sort of signal? Huh? Is that a signal? No. You wearing a wire? No. It really
4: does smell like fish in here. You're a damn cop, ain't ya? That's it. Show these guys what we do to cops. Say hello to the devil for me. Oh, ah, ah, behind you. Ah, I've been hit. Bob Love killed me.
2: Good Lord! We gotta get out of here. Will you come on?
10: That's it! This noise has got to stop!
2: Oh my god. I never asked you to do this! Oh, hey, Ed, uh, listen, we gotta go. Do you think you can pay us now?
0: <laughs> That's right. The house was owned by a big time drug dealer. The best part about the scene is that you don't actually see the massacre going on, but the horrified facial expressions of Mitch and Sam as they stand in another room holding the fish. Even though the guys are getting jobs, they've only netted $400 in profit. They're not even close to the $50,000 they need. They take another job in order to prevent a building owned by an elderly lady from being torn down. However, they're thrown in jail after putting popcorn kernels into the bulldozer's engines. (laughs)
3: How are we gonna get out of here? We can't make bail, Pops is gonna die. We're just gonna be left here to rot.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I'm not worried about the rotting right now. I'm worried about something else. What else is there to worry about? Well, we're in prison, you know, with, with prisoners. So what? So what? You know what prisoners do to each other all the time?
3: No, what? You don't know?
7: No! Well, they... I never heard of that. You never heard of that?
2: How could you have never heard of that? That's what prisons are most famous for.
7: All right, let's go. Not you, tubby.
12: You sure you don't want him to? The popcorn in the bulldozer stump was allegedly perpetrated by these two men mitchell weaver and samuel mckenna but was this a dangerous act of mischief or a heroic example of civil disobedience those two boys sure are heroes to me if mitch weaver and sam mckenna are heroes then who's the villain many would say that would be the builder of the parking lot millionaire real estate mogul travis Cole.
6: damn it that looks bad we've got to stop the hemorrhaging martin could you wait outside Yes, sir. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry about what happened. It's all right, Martin. wasn't your fault. By the end of the day, I'd like Martin jobless, homeless, penniless, and
2: hairless. You fellas have a lot of growing up to do, I'll tell you that. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous you believe these characters? Way out of line, way out of line. Have a good mind to go to the warden about this. You know what hurts the most is the the lack of respect. You know, that's what hurts the most. Except for the, except for the other thing, that hurts the most, but the lack of respect hurts the second most. Weaver, McKenna, you're free to go. Ridiculous. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so there's that. Anyway, Mitch and Sam are bailed out by Travis Cole, played by Christopher McDonald. He's the land developer looking to displace a great deal of senior citizens for his new buildings. Cole hired Mitch and Sam to pull some pranks to get one of his buildings condemned that he claims is run by drug dealers. Cole can then evict the riff raff and then clean up the neighborhood. Sam thinks the job is way too out of their league, but Mitch decides to ask for $50,000 to do the job, and Cole agrees, and now they have enough money for Pops' surgery. The guys put flyers around the building, saying that each tenant needs to be out of their apartment for 24 hours while the building is being fumigated. But before the job, Kathy visits Mitch to say she liked how they helped the elderly lady. They take a walk down the street to meet Kathy's grandmother. He's then surprised to learn that Kathy's grandmother lives in the same building. They were hired by Cole to condemn.
10: Uh, excuse me, Mitch. It was nice meeting you.
2: Hey, are those prostitutes? I mean, who, who are those girls?
12: <laughs> they work with my grandmother. She runs a business out of our apartment. Oh, gosh, 60 years old and still going strong.
2: Yeah, yeah, I bet she is.
5: So, uh... Would you like to come in for some coffee? Oh,
2: no, no. I have to go, uh, lift weights. What?
12: Um, okay, um, some other time maybe?
2: Yeah, yeah, that'd be great.
12: Okay, bye.
2: Bye. Bye.
3: To tell me that that sweet girl's grandmother runs a whorehouse out of the building we're about to destroy? Yeah, I feel awful doing this to Kathy. Hey, uh, Mitch, you're really starting to like this Kathy, aren't you? No. Mitch, I know you, man. When you say no like that, you really mean yes. What are you talking about? Watch, I'll show you. Mitch, uh, did you ever rob a bank? No. Did you ever climb Mount Everest? No. Did you ever say that you can see why women find Sean Connery sexy? No.
2: Okay, so I like Kathy a little bit. Man, I hate the fact that we have to destroy her grandmother's building. But we have to. Yep.
0: And then we get a montage of the destruction while ACDC's Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap plays. The guys, after their destruction, see a news report and find out that Cole doesn't own the building after all. He just wants to take over the real estate. The guys decide to head to Cole's office to pick up their 50 grand, but things don't go as planned.
2: May I help you, gentlemen? Yeah, Mitch Weaver and Sam McKenna. We're here to see Travis Cole. Mr. Cole said to tell you services will no longer be needed. No longer...
3: Look, fellas, I have an idea. Why don't we just get Mr. Cole on the phone? Eh, hey, no, I have a better idea. Why don't we kick every single one of your asses, and then we go upstairs and kick Cole's ass, too? All right, I screwed up. What do we do now? Hey, homeless
2: guys, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a dollar each if you go to this building here and run around yelling and screaming. Uh, you know, that's very nice, but I think what
5: you probably need are like some psycho, out of control homeless guys.
9: Yeah, we're more the broken, spiritless, I've lost the will to live type homeless guys. How about for two dollars? <laughs>
6: Sam, what a pleasant surprise. Yeah,
2: where's our money? What money? You owe us $50,000 for getting the building at 99 Franklin Street condemned. We want it now. But Mitch, I don't even own the building at 99 Franklin.
6: I told you I did, but I lied. Good luck trying to prove it. Son of a bitch. You see, once you stopped my bulldozer from leveling that old lady's house, I couldn't just let you get away with it. So I figured out a way for you to help me and hurt you at the same time. I guess I showed you guys a thing or two about dirty work.
3: Yeah, whatever. But we're not leaving here till we get our 50 grand.
5: (laughs) And then when you jumped on that security guard's back and you were yelling in his ear, a CIA put a chip in my brain. (laughs) I was laughing so hard I almost shit my pants. (laughs) Almost? (laughs) (laughs) That's great.
9: Hey, thanks, that was fun.
5: Uh, A lot more fun than working for Travis
2: Cole.
9: You worked for Cole? All of us have. I had a life, a house, cars, respect in the community. Suddenly it was all taken away. I think I finally realized just how low I'd sunk one day when I was at my daughter's soccer game. She lives with her mom. When I was standing on the sidelines and a cop came up and asked me to move along. That's when it hit me. I'm not even a human being. Here's team.
2: your two dollars.
0: Kathy, as you can imagine, is infuriated and wants nothing to do with Mitch. Also, they don't have any of the $50,000 to pay for Pops's surgery. So what are they going to do? Well, watch the final 20 minutes and you'll find out, which is, as you can imagine, just as ridiculous as the first 60 minutes that you've seen so far. Of course, there are two more great scenes with Chris Farley that doesn't ruin or spoil any plot.
7: Things are going to get better. You just hang in there, Mitch. Thanks for listening, Jim. Say, listen, pal. You ever need anything? I mean, anything at all. You come to me.
2: Can I stay at your place today? Well,
7: oh, see, the thing is this: I, uh, I live over at the Y, as you know. Um, I got a roommate, old Jack, who is a little particular when it comes to strangers. Oh yeah, well, no problems. Thanks. He just got his knee drained last week. Uh, that's all right. I'll find another place. Well, I mean, me needed it too. That thing was getting a little bit right. <laughs> yeah, I get the picture. Maybe I'll just sleep in my car. So. <laughs> Oh, Jack's an odd duck, I tell you. Um. Many times I catch him staring at me sleeping, which is off putting. Yeah, I guess it would be, yeah. His feet bleed.
2: I don't want to stay at your place!
7: Point taken. Point taken, Mitch. Some other time, maybe, we could, uh. No! Go camping. What? You no, know, just, just you and me. Okay, let's go. Mitch and Lonely. Oh. <laughs> hey, Mitch! Jimmy, your new nose looks great. Thanks. Best $200 I ever spent.
2: (laughs) Hey, uh, Jimmy, that girl you're with, she's
7: not the, uh... Yep. Lynn Young, the Saigon whore who bit my nose off. (laughs) We're getting hitched. Oh. Jimmy, let's go. Hold on, I'm talking to my friend here. Jeez. Sometimes you gotta remind the hen who the rooster is. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to you, Jimmy. Okay, Mitch. See you around. Blah, 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 blah. When I say let's go, you go. Yeah? Time you shut your cake hole, Yoko. Women. Now listen, don't ever talk back to me like that in front of my friends.
11: You're making me really. Oh, that
7: scares me. That
4: scares me
11: to death.
7: Look.
4: Oh, you picked my new nose off
0: the best there's also a hilarious scene involving the brownies and hallucinations where the bad guys end up seeing a boxing match between ken norton who was an ex-heavyweight champion and gary coleman <laughs> it doesn't end well for gary <laughs> also watch the end credits for some great bloopers and outtakes. and if you didn't know ken norton uh, his son ken norton jr ended up being a uh, all-pro linebacker for the dallas cowboys and san francisco 49ers Alright, some fun facts. So Norm MacDonald co-wrote the film with Frank Sebastiano and Fred Wolf. McDonald said that he based the premise of Dirty Work on the Roland Dahl story, Vengeance is Mine, Inc. Bob Saget had recently left America's Funniest Home videos, and Norm MacDonald was involved in a feud with NBC executive Don Olmeyer, who didn't like that Norm would constantly have OJ Simpson's jokes in his weekend update on SNL. This was because Olmeyer was buddies with OJ. History was definitely on Norm's side as the real O.J. Simpson has been revealed over the past 30 years. So Norm MacDonald never wanted to star in the film. He wrote the movie with the intention of directing it. So Rodney Dangerfield was actually considered for the role of Hamilton, who was the movie theater manager. But due to the insulting nature of the character, Bob Saget decided to cast Don Rickles instead because Rickles had the famous reputation of being an insult comic. At one point, Don Rickles started insulting Norm MacDonald, not his Mitch Weaver character. They didn't make it into the film, but the Baby grow" line was, that was directed at Sam, that was used, but he was really talking to Artie. <laughs> and you might catch Julia Sweeney in the film, but not live. She plays Mitch's deceased mother in a still photograph. All right, so again, you know I enjoy this movie. I enjoy ridiculous comedies. It's in the vein of Adam Sandler Films. But how does Lindsay feel about this film? Well, we'll find out. And I'll be back next week to chat about another random movie from my DVD collection. Okay, we're back with Lindsay. Welcome back.
14: Hey, Brian. Thanks so much for having me back on the show. It's great to be here. Hey, everybody.
0: Well, are are you sure? Because I made you just watch Dirty Work, which... Have you
14: ever seen this movie? (laughs) before? I don't think that I've seen it in its entirety, although I'm aware that it existed.
0: Okay. So, is this... Do you hate, like, ridiculous, silly comedies like this? Or is it, you know, is it too lowbrow for you? Or are you, like, can you suspend your comedic taste for this type of movie.
14: I don't hate, you know, lowbrow, like, kind of silly, out-there comedies. This one is just, it's got a weird, slow vibe to it. It's almost like there's moments where I feel like they're pausing to wait to see if it's funny. Like It is definitely an interesting option in this genre. I will say that. <laughs> so
0: compared to like I missed the best comparison like an Adam Sandler movie. So is this better or worse than the, maybe the dumbest Adam Sandler movie?
14: It's slower than okay. the dumbest Adam Sandler. Like there's a there's a speed element to this comedic timing that is odd.
0: <laughs> so it's you would odd. you would rather see like an airplane uh, naked Gun, that type of... For sure, right, okay, right.
14: I mean, and don't get me wrong, like, this comes from a classic time of funny Saturday Night Live yes. comedians. You know, you've got Norm Macdonald, who is his own, you know, breed of funny. You've got Chris Farley making his always over-the-top Oh, yeah. appearances. He always, like, every single movie that chris farley's in is like the kool-aid man like yeah. oh yeah like jumping out of walls and stuff and he was in full kool-aid man form in this film like literally every scene i felt like he was going to basically explode right he's gonna have an, <laughs> an aneurysm sort of his, at a moment yeah yeah, thing. yeah.
0: So, okay, did you like anything about them? mix? I found myself, I still laugh. I, I saw this in the theater. I still laugh at the stupidest scene. So, like, and you were just kind of like, oh, my God. You're, like, rolling your <laughs> eyes. But so, yeah. Well,
14: I mean, parts of it were funny. There were, like, little ridiculous elements of this. I, I actually think the concept of the dirty work business, like this idea that they need this money desperately and they start... A company essentially overnight. Yeah. uh, With a whole, like, you know, storefront and everything, which I mean, they had a nameplate. I mean, that was like within hours. A wee wee bit fast. But anyway, if you take the redonkulousness out of it, the fact that they started this company that's about, like, doing other people's kind of like dirty work, like doing their negative bidding for them, like revenge stuff, getting back at people. I mean, everyone kind of probably fantasizes about sure. being able to do that at some point so from a conceptual standpoint this idea is pretty funny yeah and I do like that and I and I do think oh yeah you know it makes sense for there to be a movie about that like that that's a good movie mm-hmm. there's just some weird slow parts like prostitutes show up a lot you're like <laughs> what's up with the what's up with the prostitutes like Dead I, don't, hookers in the trunk. I don't get it yeah but um, they show up off, a lot.
0: Yeah. So what were your favorite scenes? Like I mean if it was too slow, what what were your favorite scenes from from all this?
14: I mean, I do think Artie Lang's dad's pretty funny Jack in Gordon. a like creepy way. Yeah. Um <laughs> I find his dad pretty pretty hilarious. Uh he had good timing. Of all yeah. the of all the comedians and as I I really thought that he had had some of the best. So I enjoyed the scenes with the the dad. Did
0: you like it with the Chevy Chase?
14: Chevy Chase was good this yeah. was sort of like a muted version of Chevy Chase yeah. like he he had some scenes that should have maybe been more funny than they were but I almost feel like he was a I don't know just sort of like a side hustle a character yeah. yeah thrown in here um I actually thought the dad mm-hmm. kind of stole the show. I really do love Don Rickles, Rickles so yeah. the part where uh Norm McDonald and Artie Lang are in the in the theater yeah. one of their early jobs where they're actually like trying to make it sure and they are being accosted essentially in line by Don Rickles who I can only imagine was kind of ad-libbing what he oh, was yeah. saying like I have this feeling there was no script that was no. here Don Rickles say this string of ridiculousness to no. these two dudes instead I feel like he just kind of ad-libbed it and that was one of the better scenes because yeah. I just I, I love call him Don. a baby gorilla <laughs> <laughs> I love Don Rickles yeah. he was really good Um, I do think Chris McDonald. Oh, Chris, yeah. Yeah, a lot of Chris's. Chris McDonald in this with his little, like, Dr. Evil chihuahua (laughs) um, was really cute and just sort of weird. Like, it's not what I pictured him doing. Right. uh, I, I did think that that was kind of funny. And one of the things that cracked me up the most, which is so dumb and has absolutely nothing to do with the movie or the dialogue, is that every single piece of clothing that Artie Lang is wearing is way too tight and he's like a big dude and every single piece of clothing that Norm McDonald is wearing is way too big like it's the most ridiculous like juxtaposition of fashion ever I bet you they did
0: that on purpose they probably did and knowing
14: that this was in 98
0: yeah
14: certainly the Norm McDonald like everything's too big look it like does kind of make sense you know we we definitely um, had a lot of ill-fitting clothes one way or the other in the 90s but he really exemplifies, like, some of the dudes that just didn't know how to take care of themselves <laughs> in the 90s.
0: So, how did you liked, well, you kept bringing up the music, so it was very, actually, there are a lot of hits in it. So, how did you feel about the soundtrack?
14: Oh, I will say, I have to say the soundtrack was pretty good. I mean, anytime you can get things like Better Than Ezra... And Chumbawamba. Or was it,
0: no, it was Third Eye Blind, right? And Third Eye Blind. Yeah, no, yeah. They're, both they're both in there. A, a Better green than Ezra.
14: Green Day, yep. Third Eye Blind, Chumbawamba. One of your diehard a- favorites, A-C-D-C? Brian. ACDC yeah. was in there. Yep. Uh, Dirty Deeds, Done Dirty, yep. which makes perfect uh, sense. I mean, it almost should have been the anthem of the film, it considering it's called Dirty Work. They should have really played that one up. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the music in the film. Yep. There was some KMFDM. It really was. Uh, choice for yeah. the 90s. So uh, the the soundtrack, if there's even a soundtrack for this, there wasn't a ton of music, but no. like the the slightly more than half a dozen 90s selections that mm-hmm. were in here were definitely familiar to all. And um, if you grew up when we did, this would have been early college years for us. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely had that nostalgia feel. Oh, I also, um, again, back to the fashion sure. thing, I feel like I look at that in every film especially these older pieces now. Sure. These are vintage now. These right? are now vintage. I loved the scene where um I guess they're starting to figure out their dirty work plot where they're pretending to be cops at like a frat party. Oh. And then you're you're seeing sort of the dudes in the frat house and they're all wearing these Vertical stripes and hor- like horizontal stripes, every type of like rugby shirt imaginable. It's like did they they like they all came from structure or something <laughs> yeah. back in the day. It it was funny to see all that sure. because like it fashion wise it it really harkened back to those days because we were everything that college baggy. age when that was happening and it was a weird everything was, it was weird fashion time. It really was some weird years.
0: Yep, I don't um, I don't miss it.
14: I I don't either, but I definitely yeah. laughed at that scene because I was like, oh yeah, these. These rugby stripes in every way as so familiar, <laughs> so unfortunately. So, familiar. did you
0: enjoy the comedy, or was it way too well-brow for you? Or was it what was like the most cringeworthy? Actually, you kept freaking out over the fish. And the bed bug scene.
14: Yeah, there's there's or definitely the there's where they're trying to throw the dead fish there's, in a house and yeah. sort one of these revenge works pretty pretty with the, gross. with the
0: coke dealers. Yeah.
14: yeah, that was pretty gross. The the cockroaches in the bed yeah. are are pretty gross. Although I did make the comment, thank God they're the big ones because <laughs> those are the ones you know don't come with like 8 million little babies right. that are everywhere. So uh, as gross as they look, those are the better ones to uh to have hanging around. Yeah. I can say that from all oh my years living in New York City.
0: You didn't really laugh out loud much in this. It was you were shaking your head more than anything. I was like laughing.
14: I mean, but I'm
0: an idiot. There's
14: some (laughs) there's some funny stuff in here, but it's there's a lot of like cringe worthy, (laughs) you know, comedic moments. I felt
0: bad, folks. Like, Winsy's highbrow. Lindsay is a journalist. Like, but she's cool.
14: I enjoy some some stupid stupid comedy, but. I think the thing that struck me is is the timing. And, and some of the weirdest timing mm-hmm. was the way that around the bits where um, Norm MacDonald is using his little tape recorder, uh, tape recorder mm-hmm. and just being like, note to self, and yeah. then saying something super dumb, which I'm sure it's supposed to be funny, but it they were almost these weird interrupters at times where I'm like, wait, what? That's also like just why are you that was saying his this sense now? of humor,
0: though too. Like he would do these weird non sequiturs.
14: And he has a weird. I timing. actually think Norm McDonald's pretty funny. He
0: is. He was great on Weekend Update.
14: Yeah, that he, was that was those, like his his gem in the yes. crown, right? Yes. But for some reason, the timing of the comedy was weird. Whereas w- with Adam Sandler, for example, you mm-hmm. mentioned him earlier in some of his weird films. It moved fast. Like yeah. he sort of pushed the comedy through. Yeah. And this one, I feel like there were almost moments where I feel like it should have had like a live studio audience, and they were like waiting for the laugh, and then like it didn't come. Right. And there were these what felt like longer pauses before you would go to the next thing, and it is a little arresting as a viewer because you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. and it just it didn't. There were some weird, um, there were some weird moments with yeah. that. For me. So for me. Honestly, the timing of the scenes and of the comedy and the way it moved through, it was a weird kind of slow mm-hmm. that some of the like, more classic Adam Sandler films does not have.
0: So you're saying Norm would probably be better as a side character as opposed to being a weeding weeding man?
14: Um, I don't know. I think he carries the movie fine. I just wish it was faster like...
0: It's only 82 minutes, so you thought that was slow. So I, I yeah. did. For yeah. those
14: 82 minutes, which is not a long film no. by today's standards at all, um, it it definitely felt like it dragged at points. Mm-hmm. Like, the comedy was slow okay, uh, for me, and I, and I thought that that was a little bit weird. There's a few like good.
0: Well, you have the hallucination scene. Oh yeah, well
14: where they're you know Gary they're Coleman. like Gary Coleman. Oh my gosh, well putting Gary Coleman in anything, I'm like oh my god, well, you're he's getting back. punched out by the. <laughs> that was sad. I mean, clearly you know that yeah. was uh, that was not a fair fight, but I did think <laughs> there that was probably one of the. Funnier sticks, This idea. Well, and that, Sandler
0: were like roasting the pig, and yeah, oh, yeah you did
14: see a cameo by Adam Sandler, which was funny, and yeah. he he kind of helped save that scene. Yeah, um, and you know they they sort of worked this whole like grandma's brownies, but oh, right. they give you hives and make you hallucinate yeah. thing a couple of times. <laughs> and it was funny. I mean that scene was like stupid, but course, it, it's it all
0: stupid. Funny. Yeah. I mean
14: it's all stupid. Like yeah. obviously we don't you don't You're watch a film this. like this. This is not an Oscar um, Award No, know, No. Yeah. Like it's funny the Oscars were on today. tonight yeah, as today. we were watching. And we're
0: watching Dirty Work because yeah. <laughs> I'd much rather watch Dirty Work than the Oscars at this point. So
14: clearly it's not winning any no. any statues, but I mean, it does have, going for it, a lot of classic 90s stuff, which, again, I was a late teen early 20s at this time so it's it's kind of cool to see that and there were some really funny people in this like i think Artie lang is a really funny guy absolutely and and he was you know in this as like the sidekick best friend sam to to norm mcdonald's mitch character and
0: as we were talking about though a lot of these guys are dead too so norm mcdonald bob saget directed um jack warden's dead chris farley's dead it's uh, pretty
14: don rickle's don rick Oh, he's old. old
0: yeah but yeah, I mean, everyone's died in this. It's and, kind of And Artie's been close to death, too, because he's had so many drug issues. So. Ugh, it's yeah. kind of
14: heartbreaking when you think about it. I guess, you know, that's one of the ironies of these type of stupid, dare I say, yeah. kind of slapsticky comedy things. So many of the people who are the comedians in these must be, like, tortured souls. Yeah. Because their personal lives Farley. really seem to reflect, like, anything but. Yeah. Like... They don't seem like they enjoy much of the success or the levity yeah that they put on screen in these films it's almost like you see at the end of the dvd some of the like bloopers, the bloopers yeah. from the scenes or whatever
0: which are great and, by the way yeah and they yeah. seem
14: like they're having a good time and like laughing but then when you know what you know about these these guys it just happens to be mostly men yeah. um in this one that have since passed in real life you're like god yeah, they didn't seem so light in no. the real world, and it's so ironic to see them do this kind of comedy but know that the struggles they had behind the scenes were were so different. Um, and there's almost a weirdness to that. I don't want to turn this no, interview melancholy or whatever, it's but um, it well, is weird.
0: So you did bring, I mean, it is a male-dominant, and this is a male type of movie, too. It is kind of like one of those raunchy comedies. How did you feel about the main female character, Trailer Howard, or do you think she was just really underused?
14: I mean, she was fine. She yeah. was. I don't think there was anything negative about. I like. Did you like her, her fashion? I like seeing her cute nineties outfits. Yeah. Uh, I definitely pixie haircut. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, I had hair like that. Yeah. Um, just a little bit after the the nineties, right in the early two thousands. So I, I appreciated seeing that again, and I, I appreciated all the bright colors, and uh, I loved her little blue dress and the red bag in the scene where she was going to work at the car dealership. It was like a modern day, like, Mm -hmm. Dorothy Wizard of Oz thing going on, 90s Dorothy. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But she just was sort of a a real supporting, I don't want to say non-character, but, Mm -hmm. like, she didn't really move the plot along much. I like that, you know, unfortunately, her grandmother's building was affected here when... You know, uh, Norm Macdonald and Artie Langwood and did their dirty work right. and kind of got <laughs> conned by, you know, the evil McDonald's. guy with his little chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I like that she kind of was part of the re-revenge revenge sure. plot and that was kind of cute that they brought her in. But mm-hmm. yeah, she just... I like her. She just didn't add a lot to the no. story. But absolutely nothing negative no. about her Yeah. Besides her and the grandmother
0: it. it was all that and a bunch of prostitutes.
14: Yeah, so, yeah. I, most of the... The female stars in cool. this were prostitutes. That's right. Uh, which was really uh, very interesting. That's
0: right. Watch out for your nose. Yeah. yeah I, I,
14: you said this was rated R- PG-13? 13.
0: So there was other scenes, like the prison scene, that they're going to make a lot filthier.
14: Oh, and, God. So, yeah. But, if this were an R, they would have really taken some of this I almost think be it's extreme. better
0: as a PG-13 because then you could be... Somewhat subtle, like you kind of had to get what he was talking about instead of just coming out and saying And I think that's a problem with some of these movies, it's like they hit you over the head with it instead of being a little more nuanced. And so, you know,
14: that might have been one of the things I'd be willing to give it actually. Really? That it knew, oh, yeah, that it knew to back off of sure. that and that it did. So, yeah. I, I would, I mean, that if we're gonna put a few checks in the plus, that one's column, okay. I might say that, yeah, I mean, I would have gone too a, far. There's a couple of um. Cringe. There's a couple of cringeworthy scenes with animals and some other things that, I, you know, we didn't need to see that. In fact, I'm surprised, actually, that that stuff made it in there. I will sure. I will let um, listeners uh, decide if they want to yeah. uh, watch that. Or perhaps one of your clips will include it. Who knows? But I think um, that is a shock that it made it in here sure. only because those scenes to me seem a little more the suggestive than PG thirteen. They're um,
0: ridiculous. Uh,
14: and so I was surprised about those, but yes, it was better to be less overt um, yeah. in in some of those uh, more uh, intense, if you will, <laughs> uh, scenes. When in modern you sure. know, film, they they probably would have taken that pretty far to the extreme. no doubt.
0: Yeah. Okay, to wrap up, would you watch this again? <laughs>
14: Sure, I'd watch this one again. So if I
0: have it on what you want? if it was in the background, you might get a chuckle.
14: I think I'm gonna work on my music or something. It's like hey, yeah. I guess as long as I have headphones on while you're doing whatever this is. Right. I can I can take the visuals. When Chris but.
0: Farley's on and he said the Saigon whore, but I'll let you know. So how about that?
14: Oh that I didn't think that one was Oh, the it's funny. the best. You love that one. You were even quoting. Time for, to pay the fiddler whore. Oh my god, but he's just <laughs> I swear to God, every single I love scene. It. He reminds me of the Kool Aid guy. Like, he's busting through the brick wall and he's just like screaming at you. And there's just something about it where I'm like, oh, like I just. He because jumps I live out in a
0: van down by the, the river. river. He just jumps
14: <laughs> out and like does the things, and it's so much. And you're just like, oh, oh no. I love it. I feel myself physically like kind of recoil and cover my face as he's like doing his thing and I'm um, I'm scrambling for the remote because as loud as it is it needs to be turned so down twenty clicks when he jumps on. So um Well I'm
0: glad I got your point of view from this. So you didn't hate it, but it's not a go and you're not gonna re it's not repeat viewing for you.
14: I'm probably no. not gonna watch this one again.
0: Uh, okay, folks. So you can listen to Brian on this one, but no. The- yeah,
14: maybe. I mean, you know, if you like the silly Adam Sandler kind of You'll comedies, probably dig it. you might dig this. But it didn't have the funny of some of those films, sure. even like a Grandma's Boy or something. Like I laughed a lot during yeah, that, that. I, I did dumb. that one too. So yeah, and. I laughed a lot during that, and yeah. that one I would totally watch again, even right. though it's also like ridiculous. Yeah, this one just from a Too comedic slow. timing standpoint, when you pit it against other films that are similar, sure. that like Adam Sandler would have done, or I personally think a lot of the Will Ferrell comedies, sure. would, like Twelve Up, this one, yeah. right, um, or even like a Grandma's Boy, whatever. Yeah. I, this just doesn't have the timing to hold up to those films. And that's it's kind of a step below.
0: Totally valid. Totally valid. And that's why I had you on. I wanted your take on it.
14: Yeah, yeah. and look, and I love the actors that are in this yeah. film. I think they're funny people. Um, I love them in other things. And I honestly think on their own, they stand really strong. Yeah. And I would watch all of their other own moments, material yeah in in other films and or shows and mm-hmm. or stand up i have seen norm mcdonald do stand up yeah. and thought he was terrific yeah. like he had you know was on a sober stint and mm-hmm. um and he was hilarious i mean we really uh we really loved seeing him so i i appreciate him sure and his weekend update really the was best. the best thing that yep. he did this one i would say if the timing were different i would have given it more
0: of a thumbs up okay that's fair i appreciate your honesty here hey man i don't know how else to be and, and thank i can do thanks for sitting through it
14: oh you're more than welcome it's again there were redeeming moments and i kind of heart the late 90s too so as much as i like the 80s and uh it was interesting to see elements of this from my past uh crawl back the music was one of the the best parts and the fashion music and fashion
0: Well, thank you again.
14: Well, thank you for allowing me to watch this, I think.
0: Ridiculous.
14: Ridiculous.
0: Yep.
1: Hey, Mom. Dad. Brian. (sighs) Stacy. Your mother Ellen and I are so glad you decided to join us for this family communication session.
6: So, what's up? You guys getting divorced or something?
8: No, we just wanted the family to talk as a group.
7: Okay, well, let's get it started then.
8: All right, well, Stacy, Brian, your father, Ted, and I are a little bit concerned. Celia, the cleaning lady, was in the family room and she found a bag of pot.
14: She didn't smoke it, did she?
8: No, she didn't smoke it.
1: Now, we're not here to come down on you. I mean, that's not what we're about, okay?
8: We're just concerned that pot could lead to other things.
1: Crack, ice, boom, pow.
8: But we know you don't want to hear this from us.
1: Sure, I mean, we're your parents. Who wants to hear this stuff from their parents, eh?
8: But your father and I came up with a brilliant idea to give you kids some direction. A motivational speaker.
1: Yeah, one of those guys who speaks to big groups at high schools and churches.
14: You mean to come to the house? Uh
10: Uh-huh. Yeah, Yeah, right. all right,
1: later. Hey, anyway. hey, come on, you guys. This set me back a few bucks. Okay, his name is Matt Foley. Now, he's been down in the basement drinking coffee for about the last four hours, and he should be all ready to go. I'll, I'll call him up. Matt, we're ready for you. His speech is called Go For It. Now, he's used to big groups, so make him feel like there's a crowd here. Matt, come
4: on up, buddy! All right, how's everybody? Good, good, good. (laughs) Now, as your father probably told you, my name is Matt Foley, and I am a motivational speaker. Now let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. Now you kids are probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably gonna find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. You're going to end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van down by the river. <laughs> now, young man, what do you want to do with your life?
2: Uh, actually, Matt, I
10: kind of want to be a writer.
4: Well, Lottie fricking frickin We got ourselves a writer here! Hey, Dad! I can't see real good. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there?
1: Well, actually, Matt, uh, Ellen and I have encouraged Brian in his writing.
7: Dad, I wish you could just shut your big yapper! (laughs) Now, I wonder, Brian,
4: from what I've heard, you're using your paper not for writing, but for rolling doobies! You're gonna be doing a lot of doobie rolling when you're living in a van down by the river. Young lady, what do you want to do with your life?
7: I want to live in a van down by the river. Well, you'll have
4: plenty of time living in a van down by the river when you're living in a van down by the river. Now you kids are probably asking yourselves, hey, Matt, how can we get back on the right track? (laughs) Well, as I see it, there is only one solution. And that is for me to get my gear, move it on in here, because I'm gonna bunk with you, buddy. We're gonna be buddies, we're gonna be pals, we're gonna wrestle around. Oh, Matt's gonna be your shadow. Here's you. Here's Matt. There's you. There. Yep. Whoops, a daisy. Whoops, a daisy. <laughs> By God. We're gonna have to clean that up later. Me and my buddies, my pals, my amigos. I'm gonna get my gear. Wait, yeah, Matt. You don't have to go, no, Matt. You don't Matt. Have to do We'll never smoke pot again. Ah, Matt, uh, thanks for all you've done. I don't give a rat's behind because I'm moving in. I'm sick and tired of living in a van down by the river!
1: Is the back door locked?
8: Yes. We love you, Dad.
1: I love you, too.
2: Hi, I'm Norm McDonald, and this is The News. Potential jurors for the O.J. Simpson case were asked to fill out a 75-page jury questionnaire this week. In the entire state of California, only one person got a perfect score. Chow Ming Wu, who, after the trial, <laughs> plans to attend Caltech. Four Pittsburgh children were found in a house strewn with garbage and human waste after they'd been abandoned by their parents for two weeks. The couple was charged with child endangerment, but to their credit, they did bring the children's a present. A, t- a T-shirt that reads, My parents left me for two weeks in a house full of human waste, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> Tourism in India has taken a dramatic drop recently. The State of Bureau of Tourism has two theories. One, airfares have gone up slightly in the past year, causing a decrease in travel worldwide. And two, the Plague. <laughs> O.J. Simpson's new fitness video was released this week, and hitting the shelves next week, Simpsons' newest video, Dorf on Stocking."
10: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the crowd is torn. In New York this week, Sammy the Bull Gravano was sentenced to just five years in prison for committing 19 murders. You better be careful though, because New York has just passed a tough new law, 20 strikes and you're out. (laughs) A comet hit the planet Jupiter last July and scientists now say the dark scars have almost completely disappeared. But the emotional scars will be there for a long, long time. Ford this week recalled two models of cars saying that they might explode during refueling. At Ford, quality is job one. And job two, making your car explode. (laughs) What's it like to lose $35 million? Just ask Dale Sturdevant of Honesdale, Pennsylvania. That's how much he lost this week at a local convenience store, when he failed to guess any of the six winning numbers in the state's pick six lottery. (laughs) When reached for comment by Weekend Update, Sturdevant replied, why are you making such a big deal out of this? I bought a $3 lotto ticket, it didn't win. Why can't you leave me alone? (laughs) Christy Brinkley told reporters this week that her marriage to Billy Joel was over long before their divorce. The key moment, she said, came when she realized that she was Christy Brinkley and that she was married to Billy Joel. (laughs) The Food and Drug Administration announced today that while one ounce of Special K with four ounces of milk is a good dietary source of protein, one ounce of Special K with five ounces of milk is deadly poison. (laughs) 70% of diners polled this week said there should be no smoking in restaurants. And 80% of diners said that restaurants should give away their food for free. (laughs) This week, Disney released a new CD featuring a rapping Mickey Mouse. To avoid controversy, the CD will not include the controversial hit single, Cat Killer. (laughs) And in a related story, this week marked the 5,000th performance of the Broadway musical Cats. It also marked the 5,000th time a guy turned to his wife and said, what the hell is this? <laughs> Fashion designer Giorgio Armani confessed last week to bribing Italian tax officials. He was sentenced to, he was sentenced to six months of wearing brown shoes with a blue suit. <laughs> Well, David Hasselhoff is a huge star in Germany, where his series Baywatch celebrated its 100th straight week as the nation's top TV show. Which once again proves my old theory, Germans love David Hasselhoff. (laughs) Visitors to New York's Times Square this winter are in for a bit of a surprise. Crazy people will be shooting at them. And finally, John Wayne Bobbitt is going to be an adult film star. He has been signed to play himself in the John Wayne Bobbitt story. The part of his severed penis will be portrayed by Polly Shore. (laughs) And that's all for now. Good night and good luck.
0: If you are ever in the San Francisco Bay Area and still love collecting or renting DVDs or VHS tapes, come check out Captain Video in San Mateo at 2837 South El Camino Real. Captain Video is open six days a week and closed on Wednesday and one of the last traditional video stores still running in the United States. New movies you can rent for $2.99 a day. Old movies you can rent for $2.99 for five days. And if renting isn't your thing, you can also purchase anything you find in the store. Be sure to tell Ira that you heard about Captain Video from the Damn Good Movie Memories podcast. Happy renting and happy collecting at, at Captain, Captain Video. video. Captain video. Come hang out and chill with Brian A. Davis and the Bad B. Wednesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on thatmetalstation.com.